0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the May episode of the Game of the Month podcast. And this month we played the Norwood Suite by Cosmo D. Uh, I'm Tanner Marshall, and the Norwood Suite is uh, is a sort of uh, surreal indie game uh, that came out last October. And uh, I picked it to play because uh, at GDC in 2017, um, I played the game when it was still under development, uh, and I talked to the developer for a little while. Uh, and Olivia actually sat through uh, a talk that he gave on the game. Um, so we thought we'd give it a play and sort of see how things progressed and, and talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. So we can get started.
1: Yeah, I'm Olivia. That's me. Tanner just mentioned me. Here I am.
0: <laughs> I'm Robbie. I'm Joe. And I'm Brad. All right. And um, so the Norwood Suite is a pretty, pretty short game. Um, it's probably about an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, you said you played yeah, it in I like know. 90 minutes or less? Wow, yeah. Speedrun. <laughs> it
1: really wasn't though. Like, I was surprised at how little time I had spent on the game, actually. Um, by the time I would finished it, I would felt like I played it for a lot longer than I did. And I did it all in one sitting. Right. And I spent a lot of time just like walking around and looking at stuff, which is why I was surprised that it was that short. Huh. Um, like I looked at because like there's so many really interesting like art pieces yeah. on the wall and all this just interesting like ephemera right everywhere. Good one. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's I got my English degree since our last episode. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so it's real short. It's like an hour and a half long. It's like less than the length of like a film, right? Which is interesting.
0: And and yeah, when I played it at GDC, it was maybe like three quarters of the way done. Uh, and I sort of just wandered up and sat down and started playing it. Uh, and eventually this guy came over and started, started watching me. We started talking a little bit. I didn't actually figure out that he was a developer until I'd been playing the game for almost an hour. Uh, but we sort of worked our way through it. We found some bugs and talked to him, sort of like his ideas behind it. Uh, and he, he's primarily a, uh, a musician uh, and a composer. And this was, I believe, his second game. Um, so he's sort of coming at it from a different perspective in terms of game design, and I think one aspect of the game that uh, was pretty interesting, and I think it's what he gave his talk on that Olivia watched, was sort of how he used uh, sound and color in the, the dialogue system. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Yeah. So I saw him. It was at I think the Narrative Innovation Showcase. Actually, was where I was first saw the game, and it was interesting because I actually didn't because re- Tanner and I were not like walking around together at this time. I, we split up, I went to a talk, Tanner was walking around, and I went to that talk and came out, and he was sitting right there playing the game that I just heard about, so that was sort of interesting. Um, and one really cool thing that it does, and the reason why uh, it was in the narrative showcase, was that he did some really interesting things with tying sound to character, um, in terms of like really interesting ways introducing what all these many different characters in the hotel are like. Um, And it was really just talking about different ways you can show what a character is like and how games are an interesting medium to do that. That's essentially what the talk was about. Um, So I walked away from it being really, really interested in the game and really wanted to see what that was like, especially because, like Tanner said, um, this was a game made by a person that... I mean, obviously he's a game developer because he's made games, but he wasn't really coming at it from the perspective of a gamer or a game Player, he was coming at it from the perspective of I'm a musician first, and this is the sort of game that he made.
2: Um, and, it's, and it's definitely a, 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 a gigantic narrative of music, like, and mm-hmm. every, everything, both elements in the game are about music, um, and then so many musical little pieces everywhere,
0: right? And it's interesting how, like, he you know, he, he's coming as arguably like an amateur game designer and just sort of applying themes and ideas from his more familiar medium, uh, sort of his first pass in, in game development. And he was talking about how uh, he, he just came out of a program with, I believe, New York University Game Incubator, and they were giving him sort of uh, advice and help uh, as far as, like, development of the game and level design and programming and that kind of thing, uh, which was interesting to sort of see how he progressed in that way.
3: Do you want to set up kind of, like, what the game...
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. So so the game begins with you getting out of a co- uh, a car and it sort of feels like you've been given a secret mission um to deliver a uh, a demo CD and <laughs> you go in and on your way up to this bizarre trippy uh hotel. Um the whole place is almost sort of like a dream sequence. Uh you meet all of these guests and interesting characters at the hotel and you're sort of Lassoed into being uh, a temporary employee for the hotel to essentially keep it functional long enough for you to stay and accomplish your mission. Uh, and so you you meet these different characters and accomplish tasks for them uh, to ultimately get close enough to the DJ uh, to deliver your CD. Because um,
1: he's like a really like famous DJ who everybody loves. And right. So it's like a big task to actually get close enough to him. Super
0: exclusive. Yes. yes. And you have to have a costume. Yes,
2: which is very central to the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you've got to you've got to go and collect all the pieces to to make a costume good enough to get into the party. And the whole thing's set in this sort of uh, old hotel that's all themed and named after uh, a famous pianist in the world uh, who disappeared um, in the eighties, mysteriously. Mysteriously, uh, so that's sort of broadly what the game's about, um,
3: you know. But like, if you're hearing all that and you're imagining anything like approaching a normal reality like it's <laughs> like it's not like no. it's yeah. like at at the very be- like truthfully at the very beginning like for the first few minutes i was sort of feeling like um i don't know like this is like this is really silly and this is like a good like oh you know someone is making a, a solid try good for them for trying but it didn't really, like really draw me in but it, it's so consistent with how weird it Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. that eventually you just sort of buy into it and i feel the same way like about and i wouldn't be surprised if this is like a inspiration that they drew from but it feels like it feels like a game designed by david lynch Mm -hmm. and there's just so many parts that are like i don't know this is working for me but still somehow you stick with it because something Mm -hmm. about it's interesting and then you're in it
2: that david lynch bringing that up is a good a good uh a good comparison I I've seen and and uh, uh, you know watched weird surreal movies, particularly from the '80s. Remember, Joe and I are old enough to remember that in the late '80s, people were making all of these. It, it was called avant-garde then, but it was they were just dumb. <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: um, they were really bad movies that were typically straight to VHS. Sometimes they you would see them in an art house movie theater for a while, and then if you, for whatever reason, stumbled upon them. They almost universally left you with with this feeling of, what was that? What yeah. did I just waste? What did I just do? Um, Howard David Lynch was the was one of the mm-hmm. few exceptions to that during that period, uh, in my opinion. Uh, in this in this sea of really really bad ones, yeah. um, but I, I feel like since then, every time that I'm approached by something with the label surreal or avant garde. Um, either with art or music or uh, uh, film um, I always approach it w- with that kind of mm-hmm. feeling of oh this is going to be one of those really poorly realized uh, 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 tries at, at, at surrealism and this actually held together it, t- t- to me I felt like it was cohesive enough uh, it was weird in all the right places without being just gratuitously weird I think um, and and silly weird, because that's typically where those kinds of avant-garde things and, right. and, and when they start veering into a, a a a bat like a almost a parody of Dadaism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think this one held together, and it and it it stayed close enough to the story and the narrative and the mystery
3: and, and the, the fetch quests that you would have to go on. <laughs> well, uh, yeah I mean, that's that. I think that was part of it, and why it held together so well, because a lot of the ways that it was trying to be sort of surreal and out there were just sort of amped up versions of what a game would do anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it, like rather than try and, like, gloss over it, or, or even rather than call attention to it, it just sort of, like, amped it up a little bit. Like, the fact that everybody assumes you're this super-competent person that will help them like that feels weird and normally in a game they're trying to make it you know seem normal and easy but in this it's sort of I don't know right strange
5: well the conceit of being an employee I think helps that a little right I mean so Everyone just assumes you work for the
3: hotel. Yeah, but it's because never explained why. Like right. Yeah, exactly. It's, not yeah. not you because you're dressed look look like, you. like yeah. Yeah. Exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. It's not. And I yeah. think the
1: reason why is because you're the person playing the video game, mm-hmm. right? Because right. yeah. you're yeah. the per- you're the one with the camera for yeah. a head. Because right. it is a first. It's essentially like um, like mechanics wise. It's just like a first-person... Yeah, it's
5: pretty uncomplicated.
1: ...walking right. yeah. Yeah. Slash. Mm-hmm. It's it's like There's an inventory system, but it's sort of meaningless. Yeah, yeah.
0: there's no tricky mechanics. I mean, it's just like yep. WASD and mouse clicks. I, like, I, yeah. I really liked
2: that, that, that there was no tricky. Uh, in a game that could have been rife with crazy trickery... Gimmicks, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah there a lot gimmicks. of gimmicks. It, it totally eschewed all of that and, and just went to, to... All of the weirdness was in this... Weird, goofy story. And even within that, it wasn't supernaturally surreal. It's not like people were flying through there. It's mm-hmm. You would pass some weird art, but the people were just people being weirdos, right? Like in
1: their own weird universe, right? Yeah. Like they didn't mm-hmm. seem to violate their own world's rules yeah. in any way. Right.
2: Right. So
1: I still feel like the story and the setting, it felt weirdly real. Like, in yeah. sort of a weird way. Like, it sort of had this mm-hmm. familiarity well, to it. I mean, like
0: hanging around with art students in college is kind <laughs> of the way it felt, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, also think Theater about everything majors. you're doing is so mundane. Like, one one couple of people, like, asks you to make a sandwich. Yeah. One other but guy's, how you like, do it isn't
1: very, like...
0: Have, yeah, <laughs> but I do like the idea, though, that, like, one of the first tasks is
5: that you have to reset the wi- the router. The Wi-Fi, yeah. y- uh, yeah. like the concierge and the people behind the desk, who ostensibly should be helping you as a guest, are like, "Oh yeah, just go find the, the <laughs> router." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's all just just to check in, <laughs> just <router's> to redeem <laughs> your voucher. You yeah, in. yeah. But I just, I it was it was just an interesting <laughs> way to treat that, right? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, no, we'll go take care of this for you. No, they're like. Go find the router. It's in the library.
2: And and that it was something so mundane yeah. and such a surreal. No Wi-Fi. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was a kind of cool juxtaposition. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like the the little details. So the, there was um, a weird combination of like like art, uh, or I guess of like music-themed art, mm-hmm. but then also um, just just sort of abstract things mm-hmm. and surreal pieces of art. Uh, but also like anatomy, like animal anatomy illustrations or yeah. just reoccurring themes of animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like there were just paintings of like a rabbit. Right. right. Or and, and turtles. Lots of, or old train maps. Or old trains. Yeah. Uh,
2: hands. Hands, faces. Yeah. Um, and you kind of see that a lot in, I mean, if you think of uh, Salvador Dali with, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, weird hands in weird ways yeah. and eyeballs dripping and uh, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Animal heads. But again, even that, it could have... They were a little goofy. Like, here's the example of the sandwich maker that you that you've talked about. Mm-hmm. In the game, There's you make a sandwich, and you do all this... <laughs> this you, With a you, pretzel bun. You have to put the sandwich materials into this slicer. But it's not a normal slicer sitting on a counter. It's this thing that comes... This sort of bell-shaped silver thing that comes down out of the ceiling and... With, like, a dachshund head. Yeah, and that's again. the kooky part, yeah, right? Yeah. Is Is... One, it's this weird mechanism anyway—a weird way to make a sandwich. But then they put this this metal dachshund head. But it's
1: a recurring motif in the game, though. The, it does,
2: yeah, it does come mm-hmm. back.
1: Yeah. I, but I, I
2: still, that wasn't so ridiculously over the top. Uh-huh. Um, it was just wow, that's a weird design. Yeah, it was know? right
1: on the line of being okay. I see what you're doing here. Yeah, you're so weird. Good for you. Like it right. stopped sh- just short of that, and to the point of still being a little bit unsettling and a little bit it sort of made you feel like you were in this weird in-between place Mm -hmm. because that's one really cool thing about this game Um, I actually love that it was set in a hotel because there's something interestingly otherworldly about being in a hotel Like it sort of seems like a weird thing to Mm -hmm. say but if you've ever been in a hotel by yourself in a city you've never been to before it just feels like its own like weird space and that there's
2: always a weird there's there's always this unknown of what else is going on right like
1: everybody that's there is just passing through right and there's and 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 you see that in in other media too because i mean for the for some reason i kept thinking about um the grand budapest hotel Mm -hmm. um which is a movie that i love um and just this the specialness of this hotel and this otherworldliness of it, it really like it just felt like it fit for this sort of surreal mm-hmm. setting, so that was really cool, and it also made it this mysterious space with a lot for you to explore.
3: I kept thinking of Hotel California mm-hmm. because there's yeah. several guests that they refer to as having been there for a really long yeah. time yeah there's yeah. some
1: people that apparently just like live there yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. I actually thought more of The Shining. I was
2: thinking The Shining, too. Uh, the two. Shining, too. Uh, yeah, the creep factor. Yeah. There was just this outside edge of a creep factor that I kept expecting to come around and, and there
3: would be a jump scare or a skeleton <clears throat> in a closet, like yeah. literally a skeleton in a, in a yeah, closet. Right. <laughs> that was something that I had to struggle to, to play the game because I, I did think... it's waiting for it's that. Gonna, yeah, it's
2: going to become and scary. And there were uh, skulls and, and hand bones, you know... And yep. uh, there's a, a, a scene with the costume where there's some weird things. There are also, th- I thought this was really really cool and interesting and fun and a little creepy, that whenever you walked by a reflective surface, mm-hmm. it was almost like a shadow of yeah. you reflecting mm-hmm. back. Yeah, it was yeah. very That was strange. really cool and yeah. a little creepy, too. Was, and it's the very- first time it happened, happened was unsettling, and then I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. Because I, th- I know
1: they didn't just want to. They, I knew that he just right. didn't want to render the player yeah. as, this, as it, their own model, but it just works. Yeah, yeah. And there's some other unsettling stuff too. Like there's, I don't know if you noticed, there's this one character who shows up in the background a lot and watches you. Like her mm-hmm. head will like track you. Oh, yeah, right. she like shows like your up no
0: in or, or something. Yeah,
1: she's like sitting outside your room, but she's like asleep. Oh, when you first, yeah. But she shows up over and over and over yeah. and over.
0: Is she the daughter of? The guy in the hospital bed? Mm -mm. No, No, this is a different guy. She's like wearing like a green sort of almost army jacket. jacket. Uh, And and if you beat the game, she she's standing like in the hallway. After you complete the outfit, I guess, and she
1: hands you the credits to the game. Yeah,
0: it's like printed out as like a dossier or like a police report. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: But so there's 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 stuff like that that's like so that there is that very deliberate creep factor of uh-huh. what is there's this person watching me.
0: And I think I think sort of the the muteness of the characters, like how they don't actually say anything, is conveyed through like sounds uh-huh. and the the frankly like poor character models. Sorry contribute to that? And I think that's on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he could have just bought character model assets or something like that and reskinned them and changed the textures and stuff. But like the the guy in the hospital bed, his mouth is contorted into this like uncanny grin that's just like pulled noticed, up on his face. Yeah, I
2: noticed that several of them are um, kind of crooked and twisted when you go up to the two people outside who are standing by the their cars when you first walk up. Mm-hmm. And they ask you to go get... A drink and his the key energy moose
1: drinks,
2: yeah, yeah, the Blue Moose blue energy, energy drink <laughs> guys. Well, his uh the woman next to him, her she has a longer neck than normal, and her head is sort of mm-hmm. cocked mm-hmm. sideways in a weird way. There's a
1: lot of that, and he's yeah. weird anatomy.
2: I, I, and yeah, I, I, like he stands really weird. He's like leans back farther than it seems like it should be possible to stand to to lean back. But yeah, just all of those little unsettling but, like, things elements. like that,
0: and how the, the the heads track. But otherwise, they're yeah. very like unanimated. Yeah, like for the most part, they don't move around. The mouths much, don't but move they... when they talk. Yeah. and yeah. and
2: when they look, when they turn to look at you when you first walk up, that yeah. Was, yeah. that was a little on the creepy side. It was yeah. almost like uh, weird haunted dolls kind
0: of thing. Yeah, but with like
1: it was very uncanny valley.
0: Very few exceptions, like no aggression. Yeah, yeah. So you don't... Like, at least I never felt threatened. Yeah, like, I never no. felt like they were going to jump no. up.
1: Because like, I always felt like they were static, right? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: But it's... Which so,
0: was it's, surprising when they would
2: change rooms later in the they story. They do. It, it it's, was like,
1: oh... That's, that's a really cool. interesting thing to me, too, because... And, and I'll probably talk about this a little bit later when we talk about level design, but the way the characters move and the way that they surprisingly seem to live on their own, like, mm-hmm. when you're not there. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like that they're actually moving around in this hotel space, and it's right. really...
0: Like, glowing. the, the Zo... Game that resolves like after you leave, you come back and uh, the guys oh, flipped at the table. Yeah.
1: I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah. See, there's lots of lots yeah. of little mm-hmm. details. They're like little
0: that.
5: small small the daughter at the bar who disappears for right. Yeah, mother, yeah. The mm-hmm. one who's looking for a keyboard. Mm-hmm.
0: And she eventually goes to the the piano lounge area. She's in there talking to the dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I agree that
5: I was thinking too about the the main difference for me between the surreal here and the surreal and something like David Lynch's the sort of lack of menace right so mm-hmm. um, and again comparing it to the, something like The Shining I never felt menaced I felt the kind of uncanny that you guys are describing but I, I was never scared for my for my character or for my experience and and I I think I don't know maybe I wanted to be a little I'm, I I I typically don't like that kind well, of no, stuff, I don't so either. I was worried yeah. I was but in the back sort of my mind like I was a little worried yeah. Uh, yeah um but there was no part of it where I thought this is this is dangerous, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so that, and again, I'm like you, like I, I I prefer not. I don't like horror movies, but part of me wanted there to be some menace underlying, well, just under the surface. Through the first,
2: I don't know, half or more of the of the game, I was expecting it to be like any minute now it's gonna the big there's gonna be either there's gonna be a jump scare or a big reveal of some kind you're going to walk into one of the rooms and it's going to be the blood room or something <laughs> like that and it just <laughs> right. and then and then you know after a while i just realized i got kind of got into the groove of the game and go okay it's just not that kind yeah. um, of game yeah and part of that's good
5: part of that for me too is this is a long time ago but in probably 1996 there was a game called the seventh guest
4: that, that
5: came that. out on on mac and and i think also on Whatever PCs sort of were then. It was a haunted house game. Yeah, yep, and it was about yeah, it was about a toy maker who owned a giant mansion, and you are a guest in the mansion, and
3: I'm already scared. <laughs> 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 yes, a humble
5: toy maker who murdered all his children. Yeah. Um, and it was it reminded me of that only you know sort of. It, and actually, the, the graphics aren't that far apart. Either, but, <laughs> yeah,
2: um, I want to talk about that. But in that
5: a had menace, and that was actually a full motion video game. So yeah. it was like you'd be walking through these still framed rooms, and then someone would, they'd patch in full motion. Like I don't even know what it would be now. Like two forty yeah. pixel video of like some <laughs> like a ghost or something, and or like someone being stabbed. And it's a, a, a side note here, but it's a, amazing how with such
2: Bad representational graphics that we would that we still yeah. got creeped out yeah. back then of yeah. um, It's it's we could do a whole other episode on how the mind mm-hmm. fits you in those places. <laughs> but um, Olivia men, mentioned a minute ago the uncanny valley, and I, I was talking to my wife about just trying to describe the game to her. It's really hard to describe. It's to very
0: someone. hard to describe.
2: Um, we're not at all doing it justice, and so many of the games. Like uh, we did the same thing with with everything. Trying to describe it and really getting we, it, we specifically is tough.
1: pick the worst games to describe <laughs> no, like, the
5: right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, But,
2: but, but I, was, a I infer- was trying to describe it to my wife and, and telling her um, that it's there is an uncanny valley thing to it, but it's still so poorly rendered yeah. that it's still far outside of what you would think of now as the uncanny yeah. valley, right? Yeah. And, it, and, and this dovetails right into what you're talking about those old games like that. Remember Lawnmower Man? Right. That's exactly what yep. this reminded me of. And even worse, uh, this is a, a movie based. Uh, lawnmower Man is a movie from the early '90s, right? Yeah. Early mid '90s. Russell Crowe. Is Russell Crowe yeah. in it? Yeah, he played the Lawnmower Man. I don't think that's right. We'll have to. We'll have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a real Everyone I don't comment <laughs> on this video. Yes, comment on who. I don't, it is who, right. who is I don't need name. to look. it Okay, up. I believe <laughs> you. Um, but he. Uh, the the it was based on a Stephen King
5: novel, and then they made a like a video game yeah. about
2: it. There were like three of these Lawnmower Man movies, yeah. right?
5: Yeah, and I think Lawnmower Man's face was rendered with like eleven polygons. Yeah, <laughs> so. and it's it's really really Russell bad. With yeah, 11 polygons. he was. And thinking back to that about being
2: so, like, it just looks comical yeah. now. Yep. It's so comically bad, and thinking that anybody, I think the movie kind of. Well, I was going to say the movie flopped, but they made three of them. Yeah, they did. Per- <laughs>
0: So I don't I know. Second don't and third know. were
5: cable only, though. Probably, probably.
2: <laughs> right. But they also made a video game, and the video yeah. game mm-hmm. assets in that, at the time, it was what people held up as the example of the Uncanny Valley. Mm-hmm. And now, it, I think we've moved the valley a lot harder. Yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely
5: right. Um, but, yes. But I would like to ask another question, because, so, again, I'm just going to stick with the David Lynch thing for a little bit. So, so one comparison that, that falls a little short for me is this idea of menace. And I'm, I'm not saying this game had to be a David Lynch film, but mm-hmm. if we're talking about things that really engage us. The other thing I want to ask you guys is I I never got to a place where I really cared about the characters. No, mm-hmm. And so, and that's, again, just I'm just thinking of, David, so David Lynch is a good example where surrealism can also coexist with really caring what happens to people mm-hmm. and feeling... Terrified about the potential outcomes. Um, so did you guys care about what happened to anybody?
1: So I have sort of an answer to that question okay. because...
5: And that may not matter, but I just... The simple
1: answer is no. But I think that there's a reason why. And that's because the characters are not really characters in so much as they are part of the environment. Yeah. And that's made explicit in the fact that their speech is part of the soundtrack. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because throughout the whole game, like and in the background, in like every single room and every single scene, there's always like speakers playing the background music and it changes depending on where you are or what you're doing. Right. You can always see it actually like diegetically playing in the background. And the audio that happens when the players talk, it's like in line with like each like word that they say. It like follows like the beats of like their speech. But it's also done in such a way to where it like goes in line with the background music. And in a game by a a musician about music, that's really what they... I feel like they're as much part of the game if you close your eyes and do not read what they're saying Mm -hmm. as if, you know, what they're actually doing. And And I was simultaneously interested in both, but I feel like the memorable thing is how they... Mm-hmm. Are part of the entire like environmental like aesthetic experience more so than they are as like actual developed characters.
5: Right. No, that's totally fair, yeah. and I, I'm and I'm dead on with you. But I'm but there's also just a part of me that asks then why give them narrative if I'm that's so true. if if that narrative is not gonna try to accomplish that. So anyway, go.
3: Yeah. Because narrative is different in a game than it is in a in a movie or a show or even a short film. Like what's gonna drive you from scene to scene is going to be what's, like, what's happening to these characters, and you have to care what's happening in order to care to see the next scene. And in this, it's more about, like, what actions am I going to be doing, and do I care about those actions? And the people are just really there to give you more actions, or to give your actions meaning, and that's it.
5: Yeah, so I guess I, I, I wonder that... I mean, so let's compare it to something like... Um, have any of you guys played uh, What Remains of Edith Finch? No. Okay, sorry. Well, so... So that's, a, that's another sort of walking simulator, like Gone Home yeah. or, or um, other walking simulators. Yeah. <laughs> it's maybe even hotter, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jumble. So, <laughs> um.
0: A treadmill? That was
4: no- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Like a treadmill
5: <laughs> with a video playing. Um, but so, let, I mean, if even if we just take narrative in other games, so let's set aside film or, or books. Um and and I am with you. I mean, there are yeah, definitely yeah. characters in Skyrim, for instance, that I did not care about at all. I just wanted the gold I was going to get <laughs> right. for bringing the dog back or whatever. Um, but I this felt like a game where it would be interesting to design narrative that mattered, and that's all I'm. And okay. and it, it and I'm not trying to be too harsh. Yeah, like yeah, I it's just like, it's and,
4: fair I, yeah. and I get yeah. your
5: point as well. But but it, again, it's it's. I I compare it to something like What Remains of Edith Finch where I couldn't wait to get to the next piece of narrative because it was unraveling a mystery, Mm
4: -hmm. which
5: again, we've already sort of said is partly what's happening here. Mm -hmm. Um, *Mist* did that? Yeah. Okay. And so so some of the documents had really interesting stuff, right? So even in this game, like there were pieces of narrative that I thought, oh, Mm -hmm. there's this sort of 1968 world that compares to the current
0: world. and. Huh. One thing I thought that was sort of interesting and in, in, that, in my opinion, actually did pretty well narrative, yeah, yeah. like writing-wise, is uh, is how the characters' conversations happen sort of passively, sort of in the background. Yeah. So I felt like it worked better when you were walking past somebody yes. and you're sort of seeing what they say and you hear the little blurbs of sound. Uh, that, I think, went a long way towards making the world feel really yeah. grounded more so than when you're talking to them and they're like, "Could you make me a sandwich that has no, no, these yeah, four things?" Sure. And they'll repeat it like several well, times.
5: Me, what's weird to me, and I'm not trying to make it all about what I think about narrative. Well, maybe I am. <laughs> but the, so the story that mattered to me the most was the two people with who were sitting outside on like before you ever enter the hotel, mm-hmm. the
3: Modulo people. No, no, no the before ones were that. The oh, oh, yeah, 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 no, they yeah, weren't yeah, motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. They were unicycles. Unicycles. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> they were. And
5: they they so they are disconnected from the world of a hotel. And I actually for like of all the narratives I remember, that's the one that mattered to me the most. And I'm I I couldn't recount it for you, but there was something genuine about the way. And again, I, this comes back to your point about the narrative being sort of environmental. Um, and maybe I just need to digest that and accept it, but but I wanted more of the narratives to pull uh, mm-hmm. me toward.
0: And I think I think that's totally valid criticism. Yeah. And I think in a longer game there would be more room for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it is, like it's so it's so short that even just doing the like one or two fetch quests for like each character, yeah, uh, it, it, it like flies by. Um, yep.
2: I, if I had the choice. To have a game that did what this game did with music and leave out this narrative connection, I so much more appreciate what it did with the music mm-hmm. and all of the musical elements, like what you were talking about, Olivia, of their speech being musical and all of the music constantly playing and changing as you walk down a hall. And I, I feel like there was so much more significance that I even missed. Um, I'm not sure I missed. Um, of, of the music and the musical notes and... Playing those notes on the piano, yeah. uh,
5: collecting all music, uh, the, the piano keys, and then playing them all. And then the interactive objects too, right? Like the bowling pins and the yeah, all the, all the things you could.
1: I was waiting mm-hmm. for that to be part of a puzzle, and
5: it wasn't. It was just yeah. it was just, just, it was just right? part of the, meet, the hotel. And the thing. one tipped over one that was a flat, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, yeah. which was yeah. such a clever yeah. right because they were white keys yeah. and mm-hmm. then a black key, and and so it it yeah, I mean, so that kind of stuff is super cool. Um, so I feel like yeah, that's yeah. more of
1: what the game is about. Because yeah. honestly, I feel like there are there are many characters in the game, and they're all quirky or whatever. But again, like the, ultimately, like well, your in, your interactions with them aren't extremely memorable. Yeah. But they're sort of part of this whole hotel experience, right? Like they're these. Other people living their own lives that you're passing by while you're in this hotel. Right. Yeah. So as I, I so I do think that they, they were interesting and I listened to most of them. Like mm-hmm. I read most of all the dialogue and, you know yeah. I, I stopped and like <laughs> peeked around corners so, yeah. and listened to people yeah. talking um, before I could get around and they would, you know, notice yeah. I was there. Um, So I do feel like that there was value in the narrative that was presented there because ultimately there is a narrative that was being built towards. And it was sort of absorbed in pieces from these little takeaways, from little things that you found, from little snippets of what people were saying, among all these other really weird things that they were saying or random things they're asking you to do for some reason.
2: Olivia was the creepiest one in the hotel because she would sneak up on
5: people and listen to them around the yes. corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she right. seemed to go everywhere in the place. How many complaints were registered <laughs> the front, front desk? All these other surrealists like, are this like this person? What a that water one, water. one
1: hotel employee would yeah. not leave
5: me alone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they took three hours to That's give me right. that
1: sandwich. All than I, I wanted was for.
3: a bathing suit. <laughs> that was going to leave a bad alternate Ooh. ending. Yeah. Absolutely. You are the You're fine. Or you <laughs> get to read of your reviews about yourself (laughs)
1: on my travel
5: advisor (laughs) (laughs) oh oh, my god (laughs) (sighs) gosh but i agree with you i mean so yeah and we can talk a little bit about the specifics of how the narrative was rendered because Mm i i think i'm i'm 100 because i thought about this quite a bit in terms of games like night in the woods and and how a lot of games are trying to get short sort of patches of narrative to be meaningful. Mm-hmm. And so I think there are some really interesting things to take away from just the pure UI experience of, of as you said earlier, I think color and sound and, and size as well, like these mm-hmm. multiple ways in which
0: the meaning of the narrative is being conveyed visually and, and audibly. Um, which is also nice from, especially going back to sort of like an amateur game design perspective or low budget because you're doing that without voice acting so you're like giving these characters like a specific tone and feel uh, all without having to bring somebody in and record them or anything like that you're sort of using the tools you have available to to convey that same sort of feeling, which is interesting.
1: Because ultimately, because we talk about how, like, oh, it looks amateurish, it's got all these low-poly models and whatever, but honestly, I really love that about this game. Me too. Because I personally like the idea that games don't have to look good to be good, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have to be polished to be good. That some random person can make this game about something that's meaningful to them, regardless of their experience or their certain skills that they lack. And to still be really great, and I feel like the Norwood Suites, honestly, like the the developer of it was really an expert in a lot of ways at some of the things that he did in the game. The level, I mean, he did obviously had help from the incubator, probably, but still, like the level design ultimately is really excellent in my Mm -hmm. opinion. And there's just so many things that are really well done, but it doesn't have to be perfect in every way to be a really like complete and interesting experience.
2: I think there's a certain art to the subtlety that he made this uh, surreal world. And I, I keep going back to the idea that he could have really, really gone off the charts with things like, um, I mean, imagine like going into a room and instead of having the people in whatever polygon, you know, whatever render models that he used, he could have done crazy stuff like made their faces melt and mm-hmm. made, uh, their arm be a banana and all of this other right. taking that surrealism to a, 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 a step that a lot of people do take surrealism yeah. to. Um, I think that he his keeping it within a somewhere around that uncanny valley right uh, kept it constrained and, 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 and made it nicer
3: yeah. He, yeah. He, he definitely knew what he was doing.
1: Thing. I felt like everything in, like, where most things were placed, I felt like was that was intentionally put there. The turtle? Cause the turtle. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of reused assets in the game. Like, yeah. there's lots of different yeah. books that you yeah. can find and look around. Like, okay. some of them are reused, but, like... And there's lots of tableaus in the game, like some of them that are explicitly like, oh, you found the hidden tableau. Mm-hmm. But just like there's so many little mm-hmm. compositions of things. It's very right. like carefully crafted, even despite like the technical quality of mm-hmm. of every little
0: piece. Well, and even just little like sort of inserts, right? Like so the we talked about the turtle and they're strangely there is a theme of turtles in the game which is sort of weird but uh, one of the the (laughs) (laughs) there's a uh, there's a pet turtle in one of the hotel rooms I actually have a
1: question about this turtle Um, Go ahead.
0: and part of the puzzle in the room you can get the turtle like sucked up into a ventilation shaft and I was super confused when that happened I was like what did that
1: do
2: why yeah because everything else in the game I mean it's worth noting everything else in the game when you do when you flip switch A door B somewhere else happens. Somewhere usually yeah. very close. Very close. Yeah. So it's not one of those big crazy mystery dungeon things where it's like I just saw a lever and I pulled <laughs> right. it and like Six three levels later, later okay. right, right. Oh, I opened up the pit that has all the balrogs right. in it.
4: Yeah.
2: Um yeah, it was nice and close. So you got that. There was a, there was a very cause and cause and effect except with the turtle thing. Yeah. Like but and It's an
1: optional lever you can
2: Yeah, you don't even have to do did it. Did
1: everybody pull the lever with the turtle? I
2: pulled yeah. the turtle lever. Did
1: you pull the turtle lever? I open? did
2: not. No, I did.
0: But okay, well then it's important to ask. I'm curious. Well, if Joe it, didn't beat it. He didn't yeah. beat
1: it. I want to know oh. if it happens if you don't pull the lever. So wow,
0: we'll have to talk about it in a review episode. Wow,
1: I, just, <sighs> I did watch
5: a tiny bit of a walkthrough okay. video, so Let's, I would know what was happening. So you do know that the turtle comes back <laughs> at the end. Yes. yes. Well, I'm
1: curious if you don't pull the switch. If, if the that turtle happens. comes back, I'm
5: like, curious like, of that too.
1: Because I think of all of the puzzles in the game, I think that that might be the one thing that is optional besides the hidden collectibles. Mm. Like, right. I, you know, because thinking about it, the game has sort of a progression of things you have to do.
2: Right. And
1: I do want to talk about this a little bit because the level design I thought was really interesting.
2: Wait, use hidden hidden collectibles. Is that the tableaus? Yeah, the tableaus. Okay, good. I'm glad that yeah. there wasn't yeah, something right. that I totally missed.
1: Yeah. Um, so, in the game, you're sort of instantly into this hotel and it's honestly like they give you an initial task but you're really just open to explore and i think most things you can do without getting the wi-fi done first because i definitely <laughs> no, 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 no. did not do that first no i didn't because i'm either. like all right i'm gonna go find that and then i found 200 other things yep, on my yep. way back to turning the wi-fi and it's obviously <laughs> intentional um, but the levels are set up in such a way to where they have these neat little loops that you can make mm-hmm. and that you nev- almost never have to turn around and go back. Yeah. But you do go through the same areas a few different times.
0: Mm-hmm. But they don't make you backtrack down yeah. too long yeah. hallways to get back with your pay your your yeah, su- yeah green suede shoes or whatever yeah. it is that you found and
1: it's really really mm-hmm. seamlessly done in such a way that i never felt like i had to pause and be like where am i going next yeah. i always yeah. had the pa- like yeah. i was like all right now i have this now i have this now i have this and
2: one simple method for that was that they put like a hotel would have they put little signs, the
1: signs on the yeah. doorways yeah.
2: that said okay the pool is this way the kitchen is this way. Concierge mm-hmm. is this way.
1: And you can start out at any point on that loop. And then start the loop from... And yep. it yeah. just felt super natural. That me. was really smart. It felt very natural. natural. Mm-hmm. It also felt <laughs> yeah, super natural. A little, natural. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but, super uh, We got totally sidetracked. The turtle. Yeah. Um, so you, there's a lever that you pull in one of the rooms. And this guy had a, seemed to have had a pet turtle in his hotel room.
0: Bruce. Bruce, his name yes. was
1: Bruce, apparently. And... Then you pull this lever, and then the turtle gets sucked up into a duct, never to be seen again. It's gone.
2: Not never. Until (laughs) the very
1: last scene of the game, which is a really interesting scene that I still haven't quite figured out yet. Um, But there's this, and I guess I can only call it like a comic relief moment, where there's like this big dramatic scene happening, and the vent opens up, and the The turtle turtle drops out. And I don't know why, but for some reason, I just... Loved that that happened because I, oh. I kept thinking where did the turtle go? Right. Like I want to know what happened. I felt bad. I was like did I just kill this pervian right. turtle for and, no reason?
2: And <laughs> it, it was in a game where everything did have a pretty immediate um, again flip this switch mm-hmm. open this door kind of thing. That was the long that was the, I think one of the only long jokes in the yeah. whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were a few other little things like but they're they're more like uncovering mystery things like there was one where when you go into one of the rooms there's a lot of the blue moose spilled on the floor mm. at one point cuz someone is gotten into the blue moon so you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's
1: lots of stuff like that that when you revisit it stuff changes, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But that was like oh, the, one of them that really felt like a causation thing. Like yeah. I did this, there was no payoff. Yeah. And, until there was and, and it was just like, And it's
2: that long length of time in there that makes it a, a an interesting weird payoff yeah. Yeah, and I joke. I don't know right. why but like, I what it has was he been so doing? funny. To right.
5: <laughs> Has he been
2: living wasn't, in the Ducks? <laughs> wasn't just there been something circling and
5: like
2: this? Yeah. <laughs> wasn't there something estate? right before that room, like right out, like, like in the main room? Because that happens in a bedroom box. You go into sort of the the living room area of this hotel room, and then the turtle cage is around the corner behind the bathroom. No, it's like
1: in his bedroom. Yeah, it's but like,
2: the but the, the, the bedroom is off to the yeah. side.
1: Well, yeah, because there's another puzzle like in the same room.
2: But yeah. that's what I was asking. So does. Wasn't there something right before that that had something about needing to feed the turtle?
0: Am I remembering I that? Right? So, so that's that's what he asks you.
1: No, he asks you to go get the pickles from there's the a, closet. There's a sign.
0: You're like trying to remember yes. this very that weird... That like, feed the... Because yes. Bruce, after you give him the book on how to beat the other guy... at. Oz, I guess, or Zoe, uh, he's like, yeah, go get me these pickles out of my closet. Here's my <laughs> room key. Right. You go up there, there's a switch in the closet that This says, is what
1: these fetch quests are like, feed the, by pic- the way.
0: Or feed the turtle, because the, the case of pickles is broken right. uh, in the closet. And then the turtle gets sucked into a vent from the other room. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. I, uh, well, see, when I saw the feed the turtle
2: thing, I thought, oh, that's just another weird piece of surreal... <laughs> mm-hmm. Ephemera to yes. use your, yeah. your good word. I
1: thought it was gonna unlock something, so I yeah. pulled the lever. Me too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, anyway, so about sort of that last room. Mm-hmm. Oh sweet. Yeah, okay. um, when I when I first started playing the game, uh I immediately latched on to how weird it was being and decided that oh, so it it's it's more about the atmosphere that it's creating and it's not trying to be like the vase being a certain color is not trying to convey a meaning to me. It's just trying to convey a mood to me. So I latched onto that. And then also, in, rather than compare it to something like uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, I compared it to the side quest minigame in Link's Awakening, where yeah. you're just walking nice. around and there's, there's an alligator and he's hungry. And that's weird. And then halfway <laughs> through the game, you find bananas. And you're like, why am I carrying bananas? And then when you happen to run into the alligator again, he says, Oh great, give me those bananas. And so that's how I looked at the entire game. Like that's why it was easy for me to not want any more from these people, because I just under like this is just an interesting way to to give you those moments of like, Why do I have this thing? Oh, this is why I have this mm-hmm. thing. And I was only focused on that. And I was convinced that nothing in this game could have meaning or be overanalyzed until I got to that last room uh, because I realized the that... The
1: turtle room or the last room?
3: No, the la... <laughs> so the last room that had just a bunch of body parts of Norwood all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. hanging from the... Right, and the... Mm-hmm. yeah, but you walk into that room dressed as Norwood. Mm-hmm. And so then immediately in my head, I was like, oh, wait, so maybe... I mean, so that that in itself is like a... Seems like it 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 begs for interpretation somehow, so almost the, like like the Stanley Parable a little bit.
2: Or, or I was thinking the the uh, being John Malkovich. Yeah, So where he, yeah, you become the thing that's at the at the crux of the
3: the whole right. story, yeah. and that makes me feel like like it has some it, like it's trying to say something about about that. Um, but then also maybe that's just another another step in his in the creators weird surreal world that's just sort of like yeah now this trippy thing happens and maybe it has meaning probably not
1: yeah i don't think so actually i think the ending with that scene so essentially what happens we talked about needing a costume of to get into this underground party um and what costume you end up assembling is a, a complete getup that makes you look exactly like norwood the guy who the, the namesake of the hotel yeah. yeah who's this famous musician and, um, you know, in, in doing that, you have to do all, that's why you're doing all these fetch quests, and eventually you find pieces of, of this costume. And so you put it on, and then you get down into this party, and eventually you go up into the room of this DJ, and he's got, like, like it was said, body parts that look suspiciously like you now, all over the room, like all shapes and sizes. Dozens
0: of them, yeah. Dozens yeah. and
1: dozens of them. Um he just sits down on his couch like it's just a normal thing um and he
0: wants to listen to the the demo cd the
1: demo cd mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know if there's something in there of because this whole time you've been hearing people talk about norwood and how amazing he was and there's this interaction with him and i guess this other person who he was mentoring i guess i don't know if i misunderstood I that interaction a little that bit um i think that that's that's sort of what was going yeah. on but i might be the, the man in the bed no, there's okay. in in the Norwood suite you find like letters from between the, like, There's one guy who has right. been sending in letters about like you know learning from him and all this. And I sort of feel like there's a little bit of sort of becoming the idol, right? And mm-hmm. what that sort of means.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well I mean if we finish sort of what happens in the ending, right? So like you you go to the party uh, you unplug all the speech, speakers to be able to get close enough to the DJ, and when you do, one of the partygoers just knocks you out. Uh, and then when you come to, you're surrounded by like the the hotel staff and this DJ, and you find out that the the woman who gave you the demo CD has been like banned from the hotel for some mysterious reason. Uh, but the DJ, once he hears <laughs>
4: <right.
0: Yeah. laughs> hears who it's who it's from, he says, "No, it's okay. I want to listen to it." And so you both go up into his suite through a secret elevator into this bizarre room filled with Norwood body parts uh, and he sits down on the couch and tells you to play the CD you play it the cutscene starts uh, the turtle drops from the ceiling <laughs> he's like oh that's Bruce's turtle he, he and then his head explodes yeah. and it turns out he's an android or something because uh, yeah, just and, the skulls left and there's yeah.
2: and, but there's also this weird thing early on that if you listen to the a certain etude of that Norwood wrote that it's somehow dangerous and ominous to even play it.
1: Oh, yeah. And so I when that.
2: this happened at the end, I was wondering, I was trying to piece together. How all that came together, like is is that part of the etude? Does does that does the music on the C, CD have right. some weird mysterious power? Right. And and that felt a whole lot more like a David Lynch. Kind well, of because because
0: th- that was actually the one time in the game where I felt sort of uncomfortable was the very ending. Yeah. yeah because maybe. you sit down, his head explodes. Well, because that's not even then, the
1: last thing that happens. Yeah. yeah
0: like a door in the side of the room and opens. Then the shadow. Yeah. Very very yeah, like like slowly yeah. walks towards a you. A glowing, blindingly white space. And the guy from the hospital bed with that, like, weird, grimace yeah. smile.
1: But the thing is, the note of him is that he, like, worshipped Norwood.
0: He was friends with him, I right. thought. Well,
1: I don't know. But if you look at he's mm-hmm. in his he's, he's in his hospital bed, presumably completely, like, out of his head. Mm-hmm. And they just have a portrait of Norwood in front of him right. that he just stares at I think if
0: you talk to his daughter, they were, like, friends or they, they knew each other. And so okay. he's, like, essentially near death and came back to the hotel suite, puts mm-hmm. up a picture of Norwood and sort of... Uh, reminisces or returns mentally to that space I guess but
1: but yeah he like walks towards you and I guess like
0: it almost seems like he's maybe. like reaching for you or embracing you is and maybe he it's the because person you're dressed in the Mormon. letters that's in all the letters that were no,
1: I don't think so but I don't know like it's ambiguous right Yeah, I, I don't know
3: well, and I mean, that was the only sense. part where I felt scared in the game. I was terrified. Where, yeah, as he I, was coming towards me, I yeah. was like,
1: "At least just do it faster," because yeah. I was just—it made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Extreme. Because even like, because there's even this weird, creepy scene right before that when you're walking towards the secret elevator and there's like the heads of all of the people yeah, yeah. in the like right. hotel staring yeah. at you and all this stuff.
2: And they all look at
0: you.
1: I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. But you. the
2: the <laughs>
1: <That's> creepy. <laughs> creepy like. Yeah,
0: and I mean, oh, I guess it makes sense because him. if he's so fixated on Norwood, you look like Norwood. Yeah, because at yeah. that point, you're wearing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like it's ambiguous to me whether he's like embracing you or trying to like grab you. Because it's significant it's like, that
1: it's that guy. Yeah, clearly.
0: Yeah. Who's um, been like restricted to a wheelchair previously essentially, in yeah. the game, or a he's bed. kind of shuffling. Well, because he
1: does leave the room. Um, if you go into his room, it's the only room that gets locked once you leave. I didn't realize um, that. I knew that because when I played the game the first time, there's only one tableau that I didn't find, and it was in that room, and I couldn't I go back in room.
2: I think that's the tableau I missed. Uh,
1: so I reloaded the game and then went back and got <laughs> it. Um, but anyway, so he does. Mo- he's not like completely bad. But
0: later, he's in like the the restaurant lobby. Yeah, that's and where he's, he goes. Like, yeah, in, yeah. A, in a wheelchair.
1: Um. um So the ending is just so... I will say that when the guy's head exploded, I was like, okay, this is gone. This is past that line of being stupid. Like, I was just like, come on. You know, but then I thought about it a little bit more, and I was like, I know that there's some significance in there, but I might just have to think about it a lot more before I really, like, have an opinion about what it means.
2: Wait, so does anybody have any idea either who the letters were from, who the guy in the wheelchair hospital bed, the significance of him? The significance
3: of the DJ being a robot, I—is there any significance? I truly think that there is no significance, but it—it's it, just something that's there to have all of the elements of significance, yeah. and it's ju- just just mm-hmm. to
1: like tying together and, some things yes. that they've mentioned.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, going to them I'll, I'll
2: pull back yeah. a bit, and it's interesting that I want to note that Robbie. This is the first time in any of these games that we've done <laughs> that Rob, Robbie usually does the exact opposite where he says, no, there's so you didn't games. see this significance, but there's something way more hugely <laughs> literally narrative uh, 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 significant to this um, with every single one that we've played so no. far. And this is the first one where Robbie said, no, no. it's surreal and there's no significance. <laughs> that, it just is.
3: I, I don't know why, like really <laughs> no. early on in the game, that's, yeah. I just... I don't know. I guess I just discounted that part of it and just assumed it was never going to be there.
2: I would love for Cosmo D to listen to this and then and
3: comment back
2: to us and tell us <laughs> at least yes or no whether there was some greater, or bigger. You don't he, have to explain it to us. He's just going to be D, like, but, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I do he's think. That stroke his fake beard.
0: <laughs> that ultimately, you're you're right, Robbie. In that he's his goal is to create a mood or to create like a feeling that seems relevant to being a musician and composer, Mm -hmm. like not spelling everything out, maybe the details don't matter so much, but creating sort of a notion of it. Yeah. Uh, Because we we saw an article that had like a a small interview with him and he said the game was partially inspired by what he described as a jazz punk scene in New York. It was like a specific uh, concert he went to, I
1: think. That was essentially like sort of weird interpretive jazz, I think. And it was, he was wanting to create the feeling that he got from that concert. Essentially, was what
4: I got.
3: Whoa. Right? That's a crazy concert. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Holy God. laughs> I don't want to go to a concert where I walk away feeling like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so I think you might be but right. The point a like... that
1: there's a, an aesthetic purpose, <laughs> sure, first yeah. and foremost.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but based on some of the other games, because I think he's made three games now. The Norwood Suite's the only one that he's like sold, the other two are just been like published. Uh at least one other one is is also directly inspired by music and trying to recreate uh the music and the feeling and how people connect with it and just sort of an interactive space. What are his other two games? I should have done my no, own. One's no, um, so off peak mm-hmm. okay. and one's Saturn V. Off-Peak is like a I don't know if it's a direct Prequel to the Norwood Suite? It came out first, so the Norwood Suite would be a a sequel, I guess. Ambiguously
1: in the same universe. I think there's sort of like hints to it in the Norwood Suite, so I think it's supposed to be, because like, I don't know if you, like, when you're first going up the hill towards the hotel, there's like a train and the train station in the background. It takes place in a train station. Oh,
2: I was wondering what that was about. I was also wondering what the park to your left. A With a finced,
5: creepy guy standing oh, in there. I tried so hard to get into that me
1: park. Me too. Did yeah. you see the guy in there? I think it's yeah. a
5: statue. Though. I think it's a statue. Oh my yeah. God. Is it? Is well, it? I wanted to get in there and find out. Yeah. Does it? <laughs> uh, I should have been like, I talked to that guy for half an hour, didn't you yeah, yeah. guys? <laughs> I really hope that there have, are...
1: <laughs> that's where all the narrative came <laughs> right. from. Right.
2: We I really hope that everything. there are ways to right. get to that guy that we just didn't figure mm-hmm. out. The ways to get into all of the rooms, and then there's really it, it equally feels like cool there's stuff.
1: More there.
2: there, there's well, there's a whole lot more doors, right? Yeah. You can't. We you didn't order. Uh, it didn't open nearly half of the doors. I
1: was expecting it to when I first went Me in too. and saw all the rooms. I was like, all of these rooms are going to have all yeah. this hidden stuff, and I was really excited. Oh, about I tried that. those rooms. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I tried to open <laughs> every one of
1: those rooms.
2: Um,
0: yeah. Because yeah. it's even it's even small things. Like, one thing that stood out to me was um, I opened every drawer in the game that I found. I think I did, too, yeah. But there was one drawer that I opened, and it keeps going. Yes. And it's, like, 15 oh. feet long. <laughs> yes. And it has, like, sheet music lining the bottom of it or something. Uh, but just stuff like that where I was just like, okay, yep, I'm going to keep opening all these. And you have to, like, click and drag your mouse. Like, yep. it's almost a little too slow.
1: It's sometimes hard to open them, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like I didn't have enough room on my desk to make, like, a full open movement. Uh but I kept pulling and the drawer open. I
1: feel like that was sort of like poking fun at players that open every drawer. Right. Like they were. He was just like, I know this. They're getting a side open yeah. yeah. drawer. And Let's it was also one of those.
2: Here. It was like the gag of pulling a ladder out of a out of a small bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. think, because yeah. the actual cabinet right. itself was small. Yeah, and then this thing keeps going out. I, uh, I wondered through any time that something like that came up where there was a picture, there was sheet music of some kind, or or an image of of musical notation. Um, I wanted to play it, even from the very, very first load screen, when you've got those, what, six notes in the bottom and it's in six four time. And I was like, from the very beginning, trying to count it out in my head and trying to uh, think of where those notes would be.
1: Isn't that the same
2: six notes that you play on the piano? Yes, it it totally is. And, but so from that point on, that immediately got me just on the load screen to every single time that I saw any kind of uh, musical notation wondering, like, okay, is that... I, I felt like that that was significant and that it had some... It was a greater element to the game, and I just kept wondering, like, do I need to, like, pull a keyboard out and play this? Do I need to... Uh, I could probably punch this into a little Java thing online somewhere and get it to play. And then I went down a rabbit hole of
3: six, how 6.4 works. Um, <laughs> uh I mean, this this game, I don't, I can't play music, and I can't sing, I can whistle. That's about it. And this game made me... We're getting the band back together. Right. This this game made me feel like, um, because it's always been like a a dream of mine to like learn an instrument or something. This game made me want to, um, but then, I mean, not that much but it, <laughs> but it didn't it, you know because it's only like a two hour game and it's not like it had like a huge impact on my life it changed Robbie's life but it was sort of it's like oh wow this skill. is a skill I don't have and this is like a huge part of the game that I can't mm-hmm. really like appreciate but yeah there, there is a lot of sheet music and stuff and I bet if you did play it it would sound really great because that's exactly mm-hmm. what this guy does
1: I do feel like that there's a lot more room for, like, people that are really musically inclined to connect with this game on a different way. Like, Mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. if it's just aesthetically, like, to to appreciate Mm -hmm. certain parts of it that I certainly couldn't. Um, And again, that sort of goes back to I like that creators can make games about what they're passionate about without caring that... Somebody like me is not going to notice the nuances of that sort of stuff because somebody will, right? And I
2: think this this game is a great, great example of that. That, that I think that that it it fits that really well, and, and I think that the Cosmody
0: did a good job that way. Mm-hmm. Nice, definitely. So do we want that to kick off our sort of final thoughts on the Norwood Suite? I didn't mean for it to, but yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
2: Um, Joe, why don't you go first first sure. nope, um, yes.
5: i so I like the ambient experience more sometimes than others. um I think it's I will say this I think it's a game that if you're in the mood for a surreal experience, it can be really satisfying. It happened that the week or two we were in the mix for this, I wasn't in the I wanted something that would give me more you know, that would warm the cockles of my heart and give me a sense of hope and a reason to get out of bed. It's definitely not a game that I think will do that for you. Um, So I think my expectations and the way, what it was presenting were a little bit off. Um, But I'm intrigued by the way it it works with narrative and and the way it presents it visually. And so for me, that's a big sort of interesting takeaway that I'll probably bring into my own design work.
3: uh it's it's trippy and weird and you're gonna feel uncomfortable through most of it but thankfully it's only three hours and it's it's worth it for the length that it is
1: so in general i am a sucker for weird surreal games but i definitely can tell when it's Past the point of being just stupid right (laughs) Uh, I at least like to think so so I'm sure that some things I enjoy people also think are stupid but um, and I feel like this game really hits on it in a way that I like seeing that games can do Um, I feel like bringing interactivity to a surreal setting Mm. is can be really interesting Um, and being immersed in something like that could provide you know all kinds of different um interpretations of it that you couldn't have otherwise um but like i said before my real takeaway of this game is that i love that it was made and i know that that's a really vague thing (laughs) to say but i love that the creator of this game made this game the way he made this game because it's really encouraging to me to see people make the games that they want to make Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. agreed i um I also think that it's great that he he made something that he's clearly passionate about, and that he put so much of his musical interest into it. And I also, I, from what I said from the very beginning, I really did appreciate the fact that he didn't go overboard with the with the goofy camp of that you so often see when people attempt surrealism. Um, I think he he had a really good, comfortable area in there. And a comfortable area of discomfort, too. I think he, it was a good balance.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I feel like one of the reasons I picked it uh, was I, I thought it was interesting to have a game that that feels a little bit more personal from a de- design perspective. So I'm, I only met him for like a few minutes. You know, it wasn't that long. Uh, but the fact that it's sort of distilled into a singular designer and he he has sort of an approachable story and it's uh, it's an entry-level sort of game from a mechanics and design perspective is, is sort of fascinating to, to talk about and work through. Um, it makes it easier to uh, distill the concepts that we're talking about uh, in all these games that are less, it, it seems less abstract and less disconnected from an actual person and why they maybe made those decisions. So I, I, that's one of the reasons I picked it. Um, I thought that it was a, an experience that stuck with me for a long time after I played the game on the floor. Of the expo uh so i just uh i really enjoyed sort of picking through it again so yes. all right well um uh, we're going to give everybody a short break as we wrap up this season of game of the month uh podcast so next month we no game to play uh we are you know giving you time to go back and catch up on all the other games or think about them some more um and, and we are and comment, yes. Uh, and we're going to go back and sort of do a uh, a best of or a, a sort of relook at all the games we played sort of together. Um,
3: so that's that's what we're going to be doing next month. Comment uh, on the website and send an email to playlittlerockgames at gmail.com. Thanks, and see you next month.